What is up, friends? It's Kenyon, and welcome to Evolution Ave, home of Real Estate Evolved and the Limitless Mindset. This is episode 22, and I have my good brother, Derek Grant, DG Mindset. Yes, the curator of Life is Mental. This is part one. We will be talking life and basketball and everything around it, but it all starts up here. If you love this content, please like, subscribe, and share. But without further ado, let's get to the show. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the episode. This is episode 22, and I got my man, the legend. Listen, this episode means a lot to me because you understand me and this dude, we met, what, about a year, year and a half ago, D, and yeah. the energy was there. We had a mutual homeboy that said, man, you got to meet Derek. And I was like, Derek, like, yeah, he went to um, college in New Jersey with me. I was like, do I know him? Because, you know, I used to frequent up to, you know, TCNJ. He was like, nah, but, and then I got on your YouTube, I got, no, I got on your Instagram. And yeah, I was yeah. just like, yo, I got to meet, I got to meet my man. So this is episode 22. Life is mental changing lives from inside out. I want you to welcome my special guest, Derek Grant, mindset coach, host of DG mindset podcast and former pro athlete. DG, what's good, my bro, man. I appreciate you having me on Kenya. Man, this has been, I've been looking forward to this. So oh, thank, thank you for having me. You, I've been looking forward to this one, man. You know, this is that episode that I think the people really needed. The people have been waiting for. This is definitely probably like, part one of four because you know how how deep it gets when you and i yeah um, man <laughs> get on man I, I i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell the people a little bit like sometimes i'll have a random thought and it'd be uh, the most abstract might be something that's that's deep history and i'll say let, let me call Derek, see if he knows anything about this <laughs> i hit dg up dg will be like oh man you know let, go behind them grab a book open the page Man, listen, it, it gets, <laughs> we, the conversations get deep. When you want to talk about life and just the, the beauty of life, the history of life, the real mindset and the outlook of life, I don't know anyone better than you. That And, 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 and your approach is amazing, man. I just want people to find out about that today. Man, I, I appreciate that. I, 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 tell, I tell people all the time, I'll always wear like a shirt or a sweatshirt or something that says life is mental because it's, it's amazing how many people don't realize that your life, you are a psychological being and your yeah. physical reality is a psychological construct. So why, why give any energy to the effect when you could just be giving your all the energy to the cause? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to find out more about life as mental. I want to know like what, how'd you create that? Cause man, you got an interesting story, right? Fellow New Jersey cat, like myself, uh, TCNJ, shout out to TCNJ. You know, Trenton is my hometown. Mercer County is my hometown. DG went to college there. Basketball star, uh, former, former Harlem globe trotter traveled the world. Let's start off with this. Tell us a little about yourself, uh, yeah. what you do now and name something that you're super thankful for. Oh, wow. So, so I, I go by the title of mindset performance coach. Um, I've worn a lot of different hats, but um, really, I help people get out of their own way. Um, at the end of the day, people, a lot of people don't realize, like, you were the only thing that stopped you from achieving what you could possibly achieve. And it was because of your limiting beliefs. It was because of your limiting perspective. So um, I say that as my title now, but really, I just help people get out of their own way. Uh, you, you touched on 
basketball. That's always been my my background and my history. But the game has taken me all across the world. And I realize yeah. now as an old man who's bald and gray with two kids. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> Look. Yeah, man. Yeah, we had to. I let it go about 10 years ago. My son's 10. I always tell my wife, my son did this to me. But <laughs> it, it, you, you realize, or at least I realized along this journey that basketball was just merely the vehicle, the vessel that allowed me to gain perspective and see, you know, different, not only corners of the world, but interact with so many different people that I maybe wouldn't have gotten to. And through that whole thing, it gave me perspective. So through that, I say that the thing, the one thing that I'm most thankful for People always ask me, like, what are you most thankful? I'm thankful that I have a sound mind, mm. that I'm able to have the awareness of what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. Because I see so many people who don't have the awareness of that. So I would say as long as I'm here until I leave, I'm, I'm going to do all I can to help people figure out what they're truly capable of. Yeah, yeah. That's where it's at, man. You know, one of the biggest things I've been telling myself lately, DG, is you know, you and I talk about our, our dreams and some of the visions that we have. And, you know, we're going to go pick up our Lambos together in Lamborghini of Chicago and all that's real. And I also tell people that, but you understand, it's not, you have to understand, it's not about just buying the Lamborghini because it's, it's about the money. It has nothing to do with the money, right? right? What it has to do with is, and I said this on my social media recently, I said, I'm going to make a billion dollars by pouring into people. Yeah. What goes over some people's heads, and I know you believe this too, is I can't make a billion dollars unless I'm making a lot of other people millions of dollars, right? That's it. That's By pouring into people. Because I don't love money. I love people and use the money to love people more, right? That's right. That's what it's about. I, I, I love people and I use money to love people even more. And, and, I, and I know you share that same sentiment, man, because, you know, we both are we're on this earth and we're on a mission, man. We're on a mission to change people, to help people, to help people become the best version of themselves. And we know that that starts with the mind, right? Starts with the mind inside out, man. So, um, man, let's yeah. get into it, man. Tell us more about the journey, right? Growing up yeah. in Jersey. Um, Where'd you go to high school? You went to Frank. Did you go to Franklin? I, w I went to Montgomery High School, right, right in, right in between Princeton and uh, Hillsboro, Somerville. Yeah, yeah, right off two hundred six. Yeah, Montgomery Township. That's a beautiful town. Um, I used to take my daughter to a a, a spray a splash park in. Montgomery. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, I frequent I frequent Princeton. I was just there having lunch with a, a guy I used to work with last week. But um, all right. So my I didn't know I didn't know that you went to Montgomery. And so tell us about the journey, starting with, you know, growing up, uh, yeah. tell a little about the formidable, the formidable years, uh, yeah. how you arrived where you are today. Cause you kind of went into that a little bit and you know, we want to hear more about being a pro athlete in those globe trotted years. So, uh, it's your show brother. Yeah. So I always tell people started, uh, I was born in Alexandria, Virginia. My dad had just gotten a job with Kraft Foods, which is now oh. Kraft Heinz, um, so we moved like every three years. I was Virginia. Then I moved to Maryland. I moved to Pennsylvania. After that, I moved to upstate New York and Rochester. After that, I moved down to Louisiana. Then I moved up to New Jersey. <laughs> now I live in Indiana. I moved to Florida. Then I'm back in Indiana. So I became accustomed to making home wherever my head was. Right. So you look at the whole profession of being a Harlem Globetrotter. I'd play between December and May. I'd play 175 games in, you know, 170 cities like Man. it'd be it was so i was constantly on the move constantly on the move but through this what it allowed me to do you're always the new kid at school you're always the new one in your class 
I figured out I had to be able to survive because it was a, it was a survival technique. As you know, with kids, when you go into a school system, you got to be able to you got to be able to fit in. You can get bullied, you can get made oh, yeah. fun of. So I learned how to read people. I learned what made Timmy different from Sally because this was my survival mechanism that I was later able to transmute into my profession of being a globe trotter. But right. I always tell people what seemed like the worst or hardest thing was always constantly moving. It actually ended up being like a blessing. And um, we lived in New Jersey. So I moved to New Jersey uh, going into my junior year, which is, you know, I'm 16 years old. Right. I'm, right. And I'm, that's, that's not, that's, that's not a easy. Change. That's, that's a, big a change huge change, man. Right? And, and lot, you look out. Go ahead. I was going to say a lot of people, purposely won't move because of that like i can't because you know my son got two more years right. in high school um you know me being a real estate i deal with that all the time like listen we need to we want to get out the house but we got to stay in the school district right or yeah. we we can't take him out right and i'm always like before i was a parent i used to be like there ain't no way i'm dictating where i'm moving to and where i'm going just be, my my child don't make new friends right now right. having you know three children of my own and especially with my oldest 10 she's getting older it would be very difficult. Even my son, my son's five and you see my son, right? He's in the sports yeah, now, yeah. soccer, baseball. He wants to play football. Basketball starts in December. So he's getting his mm. first taste of basketball. But when we go to these events, you know, he already has his homies hit the kids. Hey, Caden, what's up, Caden? Like on the field, it's like he already built this camaraderie. So it's like our town and our sports culture. I don't want to take him out of that at this point. And he's only five. So I, I right. get it. You yeah, know? so it's it was it was challenging, but that's where basketball was such a an outlet for me, right? And uh, you know, I remember when I got to to New Jersey, it was like I I, I knew where the basketball courts, where the park was, before I knew where the high school was. Like I I knew like that was how I, I basically all of that anxiety or, or or fear of this new situation. I was able to pour that into basketball, and that's really when I say like my game. I really started to focus in on it because it was, it was, I had nothing else. I didn't have any friends. I didn't know anybody. I was like, all right, I'm going to spend the next, we move in June. The school didn't start till August. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I tell people the story. I actually was a soccer player, but my parents, they, they introduced me to the game of basketball by taking me and my brother when I was seven years old to a Harlem Globetrotter game when we lived in Rochester, New York. So that was my introduction to the game. Ironically, the thing that I ended up, doing for a career that was how I, I i got introduced to basketball so yeah that's crazy it, microcosm of life i always say everything goes full circle right wherever you start that's where you'll end at so um the basketball has been amazing to me in my life yeah yeah so your season was double what an nba season is as far oh as the amount God. of games people always ask is it as intense as an nba game no but here's what it was it was a slow drip, right? You play every night. So I'm not coming out of the game. I'm drenched and I'm exhausted and worried. Right. You know, the coach got to sit me. But I got eight games that week. And the next right. week after that, I got eight games. And on Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to play two games a day. So that adds up over the course of five months. And that was just in the U.S. Right. I'd go home for two weeks. And now I'm going over to Europe for 60 days and doing the same thing over there. So over the course of eight years, my my body was saying like okay we're we're good here I I mean I, I think I did the calculation I played like over nine hundred something games on Globe Trotters. Yo, that's crazy. So. <laughs> what's, what's, what 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 would you say you took most out of 
your career as a Harlem Globetrotter and traveling the world and just that whole experience? What, what would you take from that? Yeah, I, I always tell people, you know, I've been to 70 different countries. Got to be on today's show, Good Morning America, you smarter than yeah. fifth grade, all that cool stuff. But the one thing that I took with me from the whole situation, from the whole experience was perspective. Right. People, people, so I always tell people travel. Like I take my kids, I travel with them. Travel, it will give you perspective. You don't realize that where you live at in the US, how many opportunities that you have that other people in other countries do, don't have. And that's, right. you know, we can say financially or, or, or job wise, but just overall, like perspective, man. You think you got it bad right. or you think it's hard, and then you see somebody in Argentina where there's a whole village, a whole community of cardboard boxes. Like we have neighborhoods here of homes. Like, man, that, that, that's, yeah. that's nothing. <laughs> they have no idea, right? They have no idea. <laughs> so what did you want to be when you grew up, man? I always like to ask that question because, you know, I think about growing up in, in, in Trenton and Mercer County. And listen, a lot of us, we wanted to grow up to play ball or bat, whether it was basketball, football. And when I was growing up, baseball was a big sport, even in the inner city. We all played Little mm. League. So all of us had that dream of, of playing sports. But then, of course, later on in life, you're like, okay, well, maybe I want to be an architect. Maybe I want to be an attorney, right? You start watching the Cosby show. So you're like, oh, man, you know, maybe I want to be a, a doctor or a lawyer. But you just start formulating what you want to be. So I, I love hearing about what people wanted to be when they grew up just because I had no idea. And I don't think nobody ever says, I'm going to end up being a real estate broker <laughs> or in the a professional speaker, right? Like, I, like Sure. I thought I would be a speaker at some point, but I didn't really know it was a real thing to do, in other words. So what did you yeah, want? Yeah, yeah. We, we had an assignment that we had to do when I was in fourth grade, and it was, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I wrote down, I want to be a basketball player. Wow. That's what I wrote. Now, okay. I say that. Mom didn't look like Serena Williams. Dad didn't look like LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what I will tell you. And I tell this to kids. I tell this to my kids. Anybody, I tell, tell this to adults. You're only going to be whatever you think you're capable of. Right. Period. It doesn't matter if you think you can be an astronaut. It doesn't matter if you think you can be a barber. It does not matter. Whatever you think you're going to be, that's what you will always act upon. So I always say, you literally have no limits except the ones that you placed on yourself. Right. Why would you think small? Stop thinking you had to see somebody from your community to be that. You don't. You can be the first. <laughs> if you believe that you can be that, you can be it. So. That was, did I think I would be doing what I'm doing now? No. But now I realize basketball was preparing me for what I'm doing now all those years. Right. right. Man, that's deep, man. And this is, man, you know, you talk in my language and this is the, listen, people, audience, you are getting a, a, a sample of how deep DG gets <laughs> with this, right? So, so let's talk about more about what you're doing today, bro. Um, yeah. You know, I see you speaking. I saw you recently where you at Boston College speaking to the basketball team. Yeah. Um, man, you're just reaching lives all over the world. And I know athletes have a very special affinity to you because you you grew up as an athlete as well and you had a, af a pro a pro athletic career. Why is mindset so important to you and and how why why did you formulate your life's mission around it? Yeah, I went through a really tough time in 2018, 2019. Uh in my family, we moved down to Naples, Florida. I got involved with a business partner. Before I knew it, this guy had swindled everything from us. We lost everything, you know, dumped out my 401k just to survive, had to rack up bills on credit cards. I mean, the lowest of the low. We, we come back to Indiana licking our wounds, and then I get a knock on the door, and it's the FBI. And now the FBI is saying, hey, you're not in trouble, but we need you to help get this guy who you're involved with. So now oh, here man. I am for the next five months walking around with two cell phones, a fake email address, and a code name meeting the FBI in undisclosed locations. Oh, And I'm man. like – 
where did like how did I, I'm just like, I'm a basketball player like how did right. I get to this movie type stuff right and then I mean I was I was down and out okay I was I mean I was the lowest of the low and I just felt like man like what what do I do next and then one day I was just sitting there the thought popped in it was like shift the way you view it right people don't realize that you have this higher faculty of your mind called perspective. So perspective determines how you experience the situation and how you experience the situation is what you call reality. And I realized, wait, I don't have to view this situation as being bad. How can I use this to help me? So I started to figure out how to help myself. And then by helping myself, I figure out how to help others. So this is how it was organically birthed. And then, you know, COVID happened the next year. So everybody was in this lower state. And I was like, I've already gone through the valley. I know how to help people get out of the valley. And this is how it was birthed. And um, this was the beginnings of DG Mindset. This was the beginning of the the brand, Life is Mental. Wow. Wow. You know, it's crazy how life, tough times make you terrible, terrific, right? Because I have a similar situation. And I think I may have told you about this, but you know, pre-2008, I was living in Baltimore and kind of living the high life. I mean, the economy was booming. Everything was great. And being young, I didn't really understand a bubble bursting or I didn't understand a change in the economy or what a recession really was. Because as far as I was concerned, I grew up in a recession all my life growing up in, in, in Trenton, right? So I didn't know uh, yeah. when somebody says a recession, I'm like, that ain't nothing. I'm <laughs> that's, that's life for me. That's normal, right? So, right. But as an adult, here I am moving and shaking making money. And then 2008 is approaching and people are saying, listen, some things are going to change. I'm like, nah, ain't nothing changing. We good. Right. Because I've been there. I've done that. I'm never going back to that. It can't happen. Can't be any right. worse than that. But then boom, 2008 hit. I remember sitting in my house, the first house that I bought. And I remember thinking like, I got to sell this house because I mm. can't keep up with this mortgage payment. Mortgage payment was like $3,200 a month or something crazy like that. Right. Back then yeah. in 2007. And I remember, uh, obviously, I was not a real estate agent, so I went and talked to a, my real estate agent. I said, hey, man, I think I'm going to put the house in the market. And he said, well, it's only worth about 80000 It's worth about 80000 less than what you paid for it. And wow. I was like, what? And then I remember um, the low point, fast forward a little bit, I did sell the house, losing money on the house, right? Mm. So in a short, I had to short sale it. And then- I also lost my job in 2000. Mm. A lot of people, like a lot of people lost their jobs, right? Companies were cutting. And then I was making money on investing in real estate, but all that got shut down. I remember the day that I was packing my house because I think settlement was in a week or so. I was packing my house, my whole brand new, beautiful bachelor crib. It was a rehab rehab model in, in Baltimore and Canton, all packed up. And I remember sitting there, and, and I looked in a, um, the kitchen and I had the book, The Secret, right? Mm. And I always read, but I only read business books prior to that. And someone sure. gave me that book a while ago when I was being a kind of a big head. I'm moving and shaking. I don't got time to read. What is this? The Secret? I'm not reading that stuff. All right. It was the last thing as I was cleaning out this, this cabinet. So I took it, sat there and read the whole book just sitting on my kitchen floor, right? And then I realized like, listen, most of my life, I've pushed through and been able to elevate myself because of what I thought. Mm. And that's why the book resonated so much to me. And that's what started my journey on how powerful the mind is. Now, I still didn't really know. Sure. And I'm still 
learning and and working this muscle up here. But that's when I really found out, like, man, our mindset and how we think, our thoughts, everything starts from the inside to before it, it goes out. And that's how we create it. So that's what took me from, I thought this is the worst time of my life, right? Losing yeah. my house, money's low, probably about to be broke. Actually, I did go broke. Um, and then how do I go? How do I get back up? Most people would have yeah. gave up. Most, a lot of people did give up back then. But I said, you know what? I'm going to start over. I'm going to just start over. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rebuild. I'm going to rebuild better. I'm going to be stronger than ever now. Yeah, right? so, that's great. Yeah. That, but, but kind of the same thing, man. It's crazy. It's crazy how life takes us, bro. Really, it really, it really is. So, what, so, so talk, to, talk to us more about, I know you, you speak uh one-on-one coaching group coaching i know you still coach athletes too uh, you know in basketball so talk to us more about that yeah so i when i got done with the globe charts in 2014 i I started my own basketball skill development company uh training kids up to nba wnba players so that was i mean that was that was easy right that was that was low-hanging fruit but then i started to start to transition out of like okay you know like i spent three hours in the gym with eric gordon but that's that's not really what separated Eric Gore, not because of the way he could shoot, because his mindset was different. When things didn't go his way, when he missed four in a row, his reaction was different from Little Billy's. Little Billy thought it was the end of the world. Right. Eric Gore is able to keep it going. So I started to realize, like, oh, this is what separates the good from the great. So I started this company, and we do uh, on, I mean, uh, one-on-one coaching, executive coaching. Uh, we do group coaching, uh, speaking. Um, 2023 we're starting to we're going to launch uh retreats start having like three to five day retreats to help people restore their minds and a lot of people don't realize what their mind is they don't know the six muscles that it is how it so it's, i always use this analogy we have a tool belt with all these tools in them and someone says hey go build this house but you thought a hammer was a screwdriver <laughs> and now here you are you can't even put up a wall because you're over here trying to screw in an, uh, a screw with a hammer Right. So I, the, the mission, the goal is to get people to realize this magnificent tool that they have, teach them how it works. And we do it through group coaching, through speaking through and, uh, through one-on-one coaching. So this is, this is the mission. This is, this is what DG mindset life is mental is all about, man. I love it. I love it, bro. What advice can you give listeners to leave with today? And if they execute, will change their lives tomorrow. Oh man. Good question. Um, I would the big, probably the big say, part is execute, right? Right, because you could right. That's a lot that's, of people read, a lot of people hear things, but it's execute. Here, here's what I tell people: you'll never outperform your self worth. So, whatever you think your self worth is, whatever you, however worthy you are, you'll never exceed that. So, I see a lot of times with people, especially when it comes to finances, within ten minutes, I can tell somebody's earning potential based on their level of self worth. Mm. So you, you, if you want to be a millionaire, but you don't think you're worthy of, of, a, of a million, you'll never be a you'll never be a millionaire. So I always tell people, everything in your external world will grow at the same rate of your level of awareness of yourself. So I spend zero time on business. I spend zero time on anything on the external world, and I spend my days working to better understand myself because as my sphere of awareness expands on the inside. I know that my, my, my level of understanding of this outside environment will expand as well. So the ancients used to say, as within, so without. So I always tell people, figure out you. The Greeks used to say, know thyself. Figure out who you are 
become more self-aware, this is the greatest gift you could give this world is for you to be aware of yourself. So I think the challenge I see with people is we live in a world, a culture, and a society where you know, the mind is a muscle you have to work just like everything else. Yep. The problem is you and I are trying to reach people. And sometimes what I, what I, the feedback I get from people, or what I see at least is because they don't have this instant gratification. Oh, you said if I dig deep inside and I meditate and I do this, or Kenyan, I read these thoughts and I, I, or, or I have good thoughts. I read these books. I'm going to be good. Yeah, you will, but it's not magic, right? How, how would you kind of go down a path of explaining to people that how important it is one to be patient, but one, you really got to live it. Yeah. That's, that's where embodiment is everything, right? Embodying something. So like, People don't realize every time you say, I am something, I am this, I am that, right? What you were essentially saying was like, I'm not going to be that, or I hope, like you're saying I'm that right now. So having the awareness of whatever it is, I always say, I'm working, I am working right. at something, I am learning. So that way that gives me grace because oh, I won't, I don't have it figured out. I know I won't, I don't have it figured out. I know I won't ever figure it out. But because I say I am learning, I am open for everything that comes along. So the days when it's like, dang, that didn't happen the way I thought it was going to. Dang, how come this is so hard? I'm learning. Right. I am learning. This, and this, <laughs> this is, I repeat this to myself over and over again. The other thing, too, I tell people, man, there is no such thing as good and bad. Right? When you, when you take those words out, I don't look at anything as being good. I don't look at anything as being bad. Because that whole incident back in 2018, 2019 was bad, but right. now I can tell you it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. So how could one thing be two different things? And I realized that's my muscle of perspective that I'm adding on to it. So when you realize that you have the ability to shape a situation based on how you perceive it, the first thing I'm saying is it is what it is. Now I've left it neutral and I can add my lens of perception to it. So that's been a game changer for people I work with and especially in my life of not just being so quick to unconsciously say, oh, this sucks, or this is bad, or this is hard. No, wait, wait. Because if you let it go, let it play out further, far enough down the line, you'll see how it's helping you. Right. You know, that just sparked something for me. It is what it is, the power of words, right? Instead of people wallowing down a negative rabbit hole, it's almost like if you just say it happened, it is what it is, keep going, right? Yeah. It is what it is, keep going. Ah, I'm gonna learn from that. It is what it is. Keep going. It's a transit. It's a positive transitional phrase if you use it the right yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I, I I look at I look at every situation like an animal would. So everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, this is the worst." And an, an animal just looks at it and just like, "It is what it is." Like, right. So it's not heartless. I'm not being cold, but what it does is it allows me to hold the space of, okay, now I can add my lens. And I always ask myself this too what is this situation teaching me? What is it teaching me? Just by having that contemplation, it puts you at a higher state of consciousness and you're not coming from the place of being the victim. So those are just... Yo, that's a super, super intriguing way to look at it because as humans, when you compare us to animals, you know, we're just so advanced mentally, right? We have decisions... Right. As powerful as a lion is, there's decisions that lions can't make that we can. A lion can't right. say, 
I'm trying to leave this desert or this, this safari. I'm out. I'm going to America, right? right. We can't. <laughs> we can go wherever we want in the world. But we're so advanced that we think too much sometimes is what yeah. I'm taking from that, right? We think yeah. too much. Like you said, animals don't have those choices. It's, oh man, this elephant just came and stomped down our whole little layer over here. It is what it is. We've got to build another one. That's it. They're it's, not going to walk around and be depressed. No. And, that, and, and that's, that's the law of polarity. That's the, that's the gift and the curse. It's the same energy, right? So they don't have the ability to create consciously their life. Right. But they also don't have the ability to feel suffering or happiness. So they're neutral. So that's where it's <laughs> like people, I, I just, I try to get people to realize that all of your happiness and all of your suffering doesn't actually exist outside of your mind. Right. It doesn't. It's literally like my daughter, when she was three years old, we'd be playing uh, uh, the radio, like the speaker next to the pool. Mm -hmm. And she'd be like, she'd like pointing to the speaker. She couldn't understand. She thought little Wayne was really inside the speaker. <laughs> and we have to be like, no, he's not, he's not inside there. And she couldn't understand it. But so I try to tell people everything that you in your whole life, it only is taking place inside of your head. So you think you losing your job is bad because it's inside of your head, but somebody else can look at the same situation and be like, oh, well, what's the big deal? Right. So when you understand that you are the one who is shaping your life and that your life actually is mental, it's a game changer, man. Yeah. It's a game changer. Yeah. You're going to change a lot of lives, man. And I, I, want, I think I want to save some for our next episode. I, I think I really do because I probably have about 25 more questions I can rattle off to you right now and really take people down a path and everybody would really be thinking differently. <laughs> I want to wrap up a little bit. And, but before we do that, there's three questions that I've always, I always ask. So three statements. I need you to finish the sentence. First okay. question. Next year, I will be. Oh man, next year <laughs> I will be exactly where I'm supposed to be. Ah, uh, <laughs> I like not, that. Not what, you were, not what you were expecting. No, nope. that's, that's I'll be exactly where I, I know I'm up today. Where I am is exactly where I was supposed to be. Kind of expected that answer from you a little bit because I, I look, I get on some of your Instagram, uh, ask me anything, and you crack me up. Some of the answers, I'm like, you know. <laughs> They might seem funny, but he's dead serious. <laughs> dead serious. <laughs> All right, let me see if you let me see if you answer this one. In yeah. five years, I will be. Uh, in five years, I'll be globally known. Globally known. Uh, I'll be globally known. I will be uh, at a level that I will be able to help and heal and touch the masses. Yeah, I super um, believe that. All right, no. Uh, yeah, I already know. It, man. You know thank you, thank you. You know, look, look. I hope you pull me on stage and let me open up for you. And you hey, know, we already—it's already. You <laughs> already know. We already had that conversation. It's right. done. Right, done, done. Last question, and it's a big question. My impact to the world will be. Oh man, my impact to the world will be for however long we interacted, whether you heard me personally or we actually got to be, you know, you saw me or we entered, you will have found something in yourself that you didn't know was there. Like wow. you almost unlocked a secret compartment it, 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 to help you remember what you were truly capable of before you forgot. Yeah, man. 
deep, man. Deep. Yeah. Man, y'all, listen. I, we're going to give you more, but just not not yet. You can't handle yeah. – <laughs> some of y'all not ready to handle all this quite. We're not even on the surface right now, dude. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we not even – you don't – me and Derek, if y'all heard our conversations, we, we're, he's, he's not lying. We're not even on the surface yet, so <laughs> trust me, man. Listen, bro, I appreciate you coming in, man. I know you're a busy guy and got a lot going on. Man, I love you. I love what you're doing, man. You know, I'm one of your biggest supporters. I always will be. I uh, appreciate you taking the time to come on the show today, man. Tell people how they can connect with you and how they can follow you, man. How, how do people uh, just continue to be a part of the, the DG Mindset community? Yeah, you can find me. All my social media handles are at DG Mindset. Uh, you can go to my website, dgmindset.com. I always encourage people, if you feel like I helped you, reach out to me. Like, I'm not one of those people who say, oh, yeah, you know, send me a DM. Like, no, I really right. answer my stuff and I get back to you. And um, TikTok, I usually do a live. I record all my podcasts. My podcast is called The Pathway to Your Results. Um, it's found on Spotify and Apple. You can go on there and, 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 and listen on there. So um, I just truly from the bottom of my heart, Kenyon, appreciate you, man. I appreciate what you're doing to watch you along your journey since I've known you to see you blasting and touching the world and stepping into your light, man. You're helping a lot of people. So the feeling is definitely mutual. Oh man, I appreciate that, bro. You know, you're a big part of it, man. So, uh, you know, you helped me launch and you, you giving me insight that is, is irreplaceable and it means a lot to me, man. And your support and just the love we have for each other's brothers, man, that means a lot, man. You, you, you already know that, but the people, I, I just posted something yesterday. I said, listen, take inventory of the people around you. Make sure you always have good people solid people around you man and you know you're you're just that person for me man you're one of those yeah. people in my circle Likewise, man. So I, man. I appreciate you bro listen man, man everybody make sure you follow Derek. make sure you reach out to him he will reach back out to you you'll find a lot i listen to the podcast weekly you will find a lot of information in there if you love this content please like subscribe and share and until then i'll see you in the next episode everybody stay super blessed <laughs>